your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 18 minutes before the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show, and we continue with Christopher Stewart. He is a candidate for alderman in Manchester Ward 1. I think we've uh, spent a fair amount of time talking about uh, the tax cap and the schools, uh, what many people believe are uh, two of the big issues. What we haven't touched on yet are crime and the opioid addiction. We also are going to talk about conflicts of interest with the city charter and uh, the general idea that uh, organizations like various unions uh, actively campaign in favor of people or against people who will sit in judgment on their contract and whether or not that makes sense. Uh, and oh, so much more. Plus, uh, I want to get to, if we can, the, the rezoning petition on South Mammoth Road, because I wow. think there's a fundamental. Well, let's start there. I think there's a fundamental issue that the city needs to address, and that is um, if you build it, they will come. And, uh, you know, they're taking what would otherwise be a rather um, uh, middle to upper middle income single family development as it's currently zoned on a couple dozen acres of land, and they're turning it into what they're calling luxury apartments, um, 165 to 200 units, uh, which, you know, nothing against the developer. I'm not going to say he doesn't build a good house or a good, a good unit. He does. I'm not going to say he doesn't do a, a decent job managing them. He does. But at some point, he's going to divest. At some point, he's going to sell. At some point, the economy may tank and he might not be able to get those big uh, advertised rents that he's telling people he's going to charge. And just like we saw with Sunset Ridge, that went Section 8 a few years ago. It took Weston School from a, a school that had 17% free and reduced hot lunch uh, uh, as its population to almost 50% inside of five years. You know, there are consequences when you have this construction. Should the city of Manchester be converting commercial or single-family land by zoning into high-density rental unit uh, buildings? Is that the question? That, that's the question. So, or, or do we have a vested interest in stable single-family neighborhoods that might draw might might draw a, a, a stable upper-income family uh, uh, pop, a population? I think we definitely have a vested interest in stable neighborhoods. There's no question about that. Uh, as to this particular example that you cited in Ward 12, I, I really am Ward 8. Excuse South me, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, he, he's done his damage in Ward 12, where he converted <laughs> single-family zones to 22 units on two acres, and then. Yeah, uh, thirty-five acres of commercial zones into another, I think, two hundred units. I, I would certainly, it, it, as these issues came to the board of mayor and aldermen, I would certainly look at each one individually and and listen very carefully to the people whose neighborhood it is that would come and speak to the board and and make a decision at that point in time yeah. individually. Well, they, they've they've pretty clearly said we don't want it, and even Tom Katz and Tonus, the uh, alderman down there, has uh, appealed to his colleagues to support him where he has supported them in their neighborhood issues. And what do you think the board will do tonight? I don't know. I'm getting mixed signals. I'm hearing it's going to pass. I'm hearing it's not. So I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if it did pass. Um, but then again, you never know. You never know. All right. So a uh, conflict of interest. There has been a huge issue um, on the board of aldermen with uh, aldermen voting to uh, or voting on union contracts that involve their kids. Got Ron Ludwig in Ward 2 voting on the teacher's contract and the fireman's contract. His wife was a teacher. His two sons are firemen. You got Norm Gamash in Ward 11 voting on the fireman's contract and the teacher's contract. His daughter's teacher, son is a fireman. And you got Barbara Shaw voting on the teacher's contract. Her daughter is a teacher. Charter, I'm sure you've read it, 
pretty clear. It defines immediate family member, says you automatically have a financial and personal interest in an immediate family member, and you shall not participate. You're Christopher Stewart. You're sitting on the board. You have colleagues violating the charter. What do you do? First of all, do you agree it's a violation of the charter? So this to me is a very clear issue. Uh, Let me begin by saying that I don't have any family members that work anywhere for the city of Manchester. Let me start there. I thought that when Alderman uh, Ludwig and Alderman Gamache voted on contracts that directly benefited their family members, that was absolutely wrong. I would not have supported that. They should have recused themselves. Okay. Uh, Your your opponent, in this case, Alderman Kevin Kavanaugh, uh, brought forward a petition not too long ago. Uh, to the board, asking it to support language, a resolution, uh, more or less attacking an incoming employer that was going to take over the company for whom he used to work. Uh, fair, point. fair point. He's now a, a, an agent for the IBEW, I believe, business agent for the IBEW. Uh, conflict of interest there, and should aldermen be bringing their private labor uh, employee relation matters to governing bodies for uh, the governing body to to weigh in. Absolutely not. I, I look by all. Um, Kevin's a, a Senator Kavanaugh is a is a, a really nice guy. I, I stood next to him on primary day. We had a nice conversation. Uh, by all accounts, he he loves his city uh, as I do. Uh, but what he did was absolutely wrong, and I would never do anything like that. Does that not also strike you as a violation of the charter? In as much as he had a, f- a financial or personal interest in the outcome of that vote, it's it. What I would say is I wouldn't make a decision like that I, in terms of how it relates to the charter. It, it's just one of those things that's wrong. You know, going back to the, to the Ludwig and, and the Gamash vote, um, you know, people talk about the charter and how it relates to the charter, and I think that that's important. Um, but just personally, if, if you step back and you think about what they did, I, I would never vote on a contract or a policy that directly benefits a family member. To me, that's just wrong. Well, according to the charter, you're not even supposed to participate, which means you shouldn't be in the non-public sessions. You shouldn't be part of the discussion. You should be as as they would say, verklempt. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. And when I was on the when I was on the school board, um, we had a school board member who had a conflict of interest on on some contracts we were voting on. Steve and, Dolman, right? Uh, no, it, I, I don't. I don't want to say who it is, but uh, absolutely always recused himself from both the private um, discussions and didn't say anything in public and did not vote on the contracts. And, and that, that would was, probably be Beaudry. That would be Beaudry. That yeah, would be his our, wife works uh, is a school secretary. Yep. No, I did no reason to hide the name. He did the right thing. Yeah, he and, did. He and, absolutely did. And Stephen Dolman used to do the same thing when he was a, uh, a Ward 11 school board member because his wife was still a teacher. Art, Art always, uh, uh, committeeman Beaudry always took it seriously, and I and I respected him for that. Definitely. Right. So um, the opioid crisis, crime. I mean, Ward One still has a neighborhood pretty badly stung by that uh, that uh, still unsolved murder of Denise Robert. Uh, what are you hearing as you go door to door, which I assume you're doing? Uh, about uh, crime and the opioid crisis and whether or not people think the city's doing what it can, needs to do something different, needs to do something more. How are people in your neighborhood weighing in on crime? So uh, that that murder, that tragic murder happened uh, about five blocks from my house. Uh, my kids still sort of talk about it. It's um, it's Crime is definitely an issue that people want to talk about. Uh, the opioid crisis obviously is, a, is an issue that people want to talk about. Uh, in this campaign, we've knocked on over 2,000 doors and talked to hundreds of people. Um, the graffiti comes up as well, the trash. I hate the graffiti. <laughs> we have, a, we have a, a, a wall next to Brookside uh, Community Church right on Elm Street that hasn't been fixed. We, we, have, we have infrastructure issues that are going on for sure. On the opioid crisis, I would say that um, it seems to me that we've come to a place where most people agree 
that the resources are currently there in the system to take care of this problem. And now it's it's making sure that we're doing everything we can so that the various agencies and um, players within this trying to solve this problem are communicating effectively um, and how they can do that better. And I would obviously, as Alderman, support anything I, I could do on that. But the opioid crisis is tragic. And it obviously, is, as many people have said before me, it, it touches everybody. It doesn't matter what ward you live in, who your family is, what you do, or where you're from. It, it, it just cuts across all that. It's tragic. Now, now, one of the things that Mayor Gatzis has said is that a key to solving this, especially for drug court participants, is to find housing that uh, people who are going through drug uh, court or other rehab programs can safely go to know that there aren't going to be the, the drug dealers from the old neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do, you, do you see that as a, as a key issue? And, and if so, are there, are there places that you don't think that kind of housing should go or you do think that kind of housing should go as the city attempts to um, you know, really find ways to help people who are trying to get themselves back on the straight and narrow, back on the straight and narrow? Well, I think how let me or start. do you even view that as a role of the city? Uh, well, I I do believe that the housing would be very helpful. I I have uh, two family members that had that that had housing like that that helped them get clean uh, a couple of years ago, and I and I think that that having a safe place where they could go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and they didn't have the temptations was extremely helpful to them. Um, where do you put it in the city? I I think I would defer to. Not defer, but I, I would like to hear the the uh, recommendations of the experts. I, I would think that we would look everywhere. I don't think there'd be any place that would be off limits. I mean, obviously, um, we would we would take an honest look at everything. Uh, and then, is is it is it the role of the city? I I, I think so. I mean, I you know I, I think it's I haven't really given that um, question much thought, but I, I think it would be. Gotcha. All right. So um, a couple other. What did I say we were going to do in this segment? Have we touched them all? Crime, opioid, zoning. Um, yep. I'm being, I have people nodding their head in the control room. Yep. You, you got it all. Um, I can't, they're sitting behind me. I can't even see. I, you, you got a, you got an unfair advantage here. <laughs> yes, I do. So, uh, is there something that we haven't touched on that you do want to touch on? Not that I'm out of questions, but in as much as I've got about two minutes left, I thought I'd give you an opportunity to, you know, throw something out there that you also wanted to mention. No, I, I would I would just say thank you again for the opportunity to be here and to talk to your listeners. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying running for alderman. And, and what I would say is, you know, no matter what happens in this election cycle, for all your people that are out there listening, I think they should strongly consider running for a local elected office themselves. You know, in this city, we need to fill uh, 29 seats every two years. And I mean, it's an amazing thing if you think about it. And so we need good people to stand up and run. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, independent, somewhere in between. If you love Manchester, like I know you do, Rich, and I do, I, I think that you should consider throwing your hat in the ring. And, and I hope you do. And, and this is going to be a very interesting election cycle. But uh, I'm extremely optimistic about the future of the city. And and hopefully other people are too. And, and hopefully more people get involved in, in running for local office. Well, a lot a lot of people don't run because they don't think they can win. They don't know enough people. They're not a member of a party. They're just kind of like average citizens. They don't know what to do. You're you're a little different because you've been around the political arena a bit. So what what what's the plan? I mean, uh, what I'm about to say isn't going to surprise you, but there are a lot of people who take a look at your campaign against Kavanaugh and say you're you know Don Juan tilting against the the, the windmill, yep. and they take a look at the primary results and they think, well, me man, you didn't really have a very good showing. Um, so why should they 
um, invest their time or their money or whatnot in your campaign? Can Chris Stewart really beat Kevin Kavanaugh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no question about that. And I, I'm actually smiling as you asked me that question. I did. It's bit, true. He is. Yeah. The, uh, the, the I was very pleased. The people that are helping me with my campaign were very pleased with our primary showing. They feel really good about it. Uh, we feel like we have momentum and, and the wind at our back. Look, it's it, this is a local race. And so for me to beat Senator Kavanaugh, I've got to go out and meet the voters and, and talk to them and explain to them why I think I'm a better choice to help lead the city forward. And I'm staying positive. I'm staying on the issues. And I'm really enjoying it. And uh, we'll, we'll absolutely see what happens. Well, one of the one of the issues in this uh, reminds me, too, of, of course, he's been sort of the center of a sanctuary city uh, controversy where his answers at best are unclear on whether or not the city should be a sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. Where does Chris Stewart stand on cooperation with state and federal authorities on immigration issues uh, when it comes to the city of Manchester. I do not support sanctuary cities. If you're here illegally and you commit a felony, uh, you should be arrested and turned over to federal authorities. That, to me, is a pretty cut-and-dried issue. Okay. So uh, do you have a website, Chris? Do you have a uh, Facebook page? Www.stuart for Manchester. And if people want to call me directly, my cell phone number is uh, 603-391-9041. And uh, my Gmail uh, account, if people want to send me an email, is Christopher.potter.stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, at gmail.com. And I've been talking to a lot of folks, and I'd love to talk to you if you have any specific questions about my campaign or want to get involved. And again, Rich, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to your listeners. Uh, you're welcome. I'm glad to do it. And why don't you give our listeners your email address, your website, and your telephone number once again in slow motion. Oh, so I'm, that's a coffee talking. Uh, so my my website is www.stuartformanchester.com. Stuart is spelled S-T-E-W-A-R-T, for Manchester, F-O-R, Manchester.com. My cell phone number is 603-391-9041. And again, my uh, email account, it's a Gmail, is Christopher.Potter, P-O-T-T-E-R, dot Stuart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, at gmail.com. All right. And just to uh, clear up a couple things, you are the grandson of former Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart. Yes. Yes, uh, yes I am. And you are not related to Will Stewart, who is running for alderman in Ward 2. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I, I know Will and like him very much. <laughs> Just to make sure that all those, those do I have time for a quick? Do I have time for a quick short? Sure. So I was Go standing right at the polls uh, on t- it la- at the primary day, and a, a very nice uh, lady came over to me and and uh, gave me a big hug and said she so loved having my children at Smith Road School. And I laughed. I said, "Ma'am, that's not me. That's that's Will Stewart. Yeah, Will Stewart. <laughs> but it's we we do spell our last we do spell our last name uh, the exact same. So there you go. No relation to Patrick either. No. So no Jean Luc Picard jokes or nope. anything like that. No. All right. Will's uh, Christopher Stewart, as always, good to have you with us here on the Dry Large Radio Show. Thanks, Rich. It was a lot of fun. All right, we're going to take a quick check for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll give you a preview of tomorrow's busy show. We're not done yet. Stay with us. All righty, folks. Tomorrow's busy show will not include Mayor Ted Gatsis because he has a scheduling conflict, but will it include Joyce Craig? She is yet to answer our call for her to fill the time. She won't even acknowledge that we've asked, so if she doesn't, Fair warning, we'll be reviewing some of her more interesting campaign statements during that hour and analyzing them. Hey, listen, it's not up to me to, you know, to to, to defend her position. It's up to her. Uh, we'll also hear from Ed Nail in our question of voter fraud. And Judy Lubier joins us for Caring for Seniors. That, plus God knows what else. I've been in touch with multiple candidates. There might be another one or two that show up tomorrow and certainly through the rest of the week and definitely between now 
and Election Day. For the entire team here at Trot at Large, I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, be good, be well, don't do anything we wouldn't do. Still haven't figured out what that means. We're proud to have you in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Gerard at Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.